Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place. Written by someone who's been there. And that someone is me. Episode 2 Derek and the Custard Man. You will remember Derek was just about to open the door in the field of purple grass. Derek, feeling really foolish, walked forward, gripped the doorknob and pushed open the door. The door flew open very quickly, pulling him in. He was going to turn around to Deborah and say, look, I told you so, there's nothing here. But he didn't get a chance. Before he could even open his mouth, he was inside with the door closing behind him. Hello, Derek. Derek looked around him. There was no mouth, no face, no head, no body. In fact, nobody. Just a voice. Oh. I bet you think I'm going to tell you that Derek was in a room on the other side of the door. But he wasn't. He was standing on a small shelf. You know what a shelf is, don't you? It's like somewhere where you butcher books or toys on. So Derek was standing on one of those. And do you know what else was below him? Something that had arrived from nowhere. It was a big swimming pool. Do you like my yellow water? You've never heard of a swimming pool with yellow water? Well, you have now. A man's head was bobbing in the middle of the pool. Derek had never seen a swimming pool with yellow water. But it was not water at all. It was custard. The man smiled at Derek. I love swimming in custard. Why don't you join me? I don't like custard, said Derek, so I don't want to swim in it. Good, said the man. There's not many people who want to swim in custard. That's why most of the time I have the pool all to myself. The man swam towards him. Now, Derek, tell me, what do you want to do that you can't? Derek blinked. That was a very strange question. It was not the sort of thing he had ever thought about. But he was thinking about it now. And the more he thought about it, the more he thought of most of the things he did, like playing football, riding his bike and doing his homework. These were the things he was able to do, not the things he couldn't do. Come on, Derek, there must be something you want to do that you think you can't. The man opened his mouth and sucked in a huge mouthful of custard. And then do you know what he did? He made a small circle with his mouth and then blew the custard up into the air. Then licking his lips, he asked Derek another question. Can you fly? Of course not, replied Derek. Would you like to? The man licked a streak of custard off the top of his head. Derek's eyes popped. He had never seen anyone the tongue so long it could reach the top of their head. Are you Uncle Roland? asked Derek. <laughs> the man shook his head. Do I look like Uncle Roland? 
but I don't know, said Derek. I've never seen him. And neither has anyone else, said the man. Then he stood up in the middle of the custard. How can you stand on custard? Derek gasped in surprise. It's easy, the man laughed. You should try it. Derek was beginning to think he was in a very strange place. Swimming in custard, standing on custard. <laughs> it was all a bit funny. Not funny, ha ha ha, but funny. Oh. I asked you a question. Can you fly? A drop of custard dripped from the man's nose. Of course I can't, said Derek. I'm not a bird. Then that's something you can't do, said the man. But you can fly while you're in Uncle Roland's pleasure place. Just jump off that shelf and flap your arms, just like a bird. And fall into all that custard. Derek was not a fool. The man might be mad enough to swim in custard, but Derek certainly wasn't going to. Have you got a handkerchief? asked the man. Of course, said Derek. Then throw it in the air in front of you, the man smiled. It'll fall in the custard, Derek said. He didn't want to lose his handkerchief. I promise you, said the man, it won't. It was only a paper handkerchief, and it didn't really matter if he lost it. So after a moment's thought, Derek took out his handkerchief and threw it into the air. And it floated, just in front of his face. And you will float like that as well, grinned the man. Derek looked down at the pool full of custard. No way was he going to jump off his little shelf. He was going to back out of this place, a very silly place. He turned the handle of the door. He'd come through, but it did not move. The door was locked. He could not get out. You might as well jump. The man was swimming in a circle. You can't stay up there forever, he cried. When I say he cried, he didn't actually cry with tears running out of his eyes. He just spoke a bit loudly. It's called a cry. But that wasn't what made Derek stare. The man was swimming in a circle so fast he was catching up with his own legs. Derek had no choice. Either he jumped or he stayed on the shelf forever. So Derek jumped. Now you may think that noise was Derek falling into the pool of custard. But when you jump into a pool of custard, you don't make a splashing noise, do you? So that can't be right. So it must mean, yes, you guessed right, Derek jumped off the shelf and floated. Now I bet you're surprised at that, aren't you? Well, you're not half as surprised as Derek was. Well done, cried the man. Now, if you flap your arms, you will fly. Derek moved his arms very slowly, and yes, he started to move forwards. So he moved his arms quicker. So he flew higher. This is fantastic, he thought. Waving his arms really fast now, he flew higher and higher. Oh dear, he thought. I must be careful. I mustn't go too high. I will hit the ceiling of the swimming pool. He looked up, but there was no ceiling. Then he looked down, and the pool and the man had vanished. Instead, he was flying over a road that he knew. It was the road that led to his house. Now this is fun, he said. Leaning to his left, slowly turning into a circle just like birds do. Leaning to his right, and he turned into another circle. Leaning forwards, 
he swooped down, and leaning back, he swooped up. Yippee, he yelled, and then did two more circles and swoops. While I'm up here, he thought, I shall fly along the road and visit my house. Waving his arms more slowly now, he passed over the corner shop where he bought his sweets on a Saturday when he got his pocket money, and moments later he was flying in a slow circle around his house. But there was something shining in the garden next to his house. It was Mr Percy's stomach. Mr Percy was Derek's next-door neighbour, and he was very fat. He was lying on his grass sunbathing, and the sun shining on his big, round, fat, white stomach. But next door, in Derek's garden, his father was cutting his grass. I'll give him a shout, thought Derek. Look, Dad, I can fly. Of course you can't. Derek's father didn't even look up from cutting his grass. Of course his son could not fly, not without an aeroplane. Derek was going to shout again, but suddenly stopped. If his father saw him flying, it would be quite a shock. And if his mother saw him so high in the air, she might... <coughs> Mothers go... <coughs> like when they see a spider, or a mouse runs up their leg, or your daddy does a naughty. <coughs> so Derek turned to his left. He would fly along the road and fly around his friend Eric house. But he did not get there. Instead, he would have jumped. But you can't jump when you fly, because you're already up in the air, aren't you? Instead, he looked around. Something was pecking at his foot. It was a big black bird, and it was poking his foot with its beak. What are you doing up here? yelled the bird. Do you know what yelling is? <coughs> That's a yell. It is something you have to practice so that you can yell when you see someone flying above you. What are you doing up here? yelled the bird again. I'm flying, said Derek. Boys, don't fly! The bird flapped its wings noisily. I can, said Derek. You keep away from my worms! The bird swooped very close to Derek. I don't eat worms, said Derek as he flew higher. But the bird followed him. And keep away from my nest! The bird flapped in front of Derek. I don't eat nests either. Derek flew higher and again the bird followed him. You, said the bird, flying very close to Derek, are a complete bobo. What is a bobo? asked Derek. Derek could not believe he was actually talking to a bird. If you don't know what a bobo is, then you really are one, snapped the bird. The bird then shook its head and I don't waste my time talking to bobos. With a squawk that sounded very much like goodbye, the big black bird swooped down and disappeared into the leaves of a tree far below him. Derek's arms were beginning to ache. He had been flying for quite a while, so he looked around for somewhere to land. That means he was looking for somewhere he could stop flying and put his feet on the ground. It's called landing. But Derek was in for a surprise. Every time he got near to the ground and put his feet down, he went back up in the air again. Oh no! It was the third time he had tried to land and had shot back up into the air. The problem was, even though his feet were on the ground, 
every time he moved his arms, he flew off again. With his arms really aching now, Derek found himself high in the air again. He was beginning to get worried. He was in the air, he couldn't land, and he did not know how to stop flying. Perhaps he turned into a bird. No more football, no more riding his bike, no more ice creams or sweets. And then a really horrible idea came into his head. If he was a bird, he would have to eat worms. <laughs> Why did he tell the man in the custard he wanted to fly? Suddenly he was feeling very lonely, high in the air all by himself. He wanted to see his mummy and his daddy and his cat and all the things he played with. But he couldn't do any of that anymore. Then he had an idea. Supposing he flew back to the man swimming in the custard pool. Now that was a brilliant idea. There was just one small problem. He didn't know where the pool was. He had been so excited to fly, he just flew away without looking where he was going. Now he couldn't stop flying, couldn't play football, couldn't have ice creams, couldn't have sweets, he had to eat worms, he couldn't see his mummy and daddy, play with his toys, and now he was lost. Oh. It was very quiet up in the air. There was no sound at all. Except, just a minute, he could hear singing, and it was getting louder. Then suddenly, all around him were the Grinsters. The Grinsters were all grinning and winking at him with their big blue eye. Derek grinned back. He was saved. The Grinsters were going to lead him back to his old world. They flew in a circle around him all the way back to the swimming pool. The man was still there, floating on his back in custard. Hello, Derek, he called. Come on in. The custard's lovely. But I don't like custard, said Derek. Did you like flying? Before he answered, Derek thought very carefully. The last time he spoke to the man, he almost turned into a bird. It was okay. Sort of okay. The man laughed. You're learning, Derek. Sometimes when you ask for something, it's not always what you expect, isn't it? Exactly, said Derek, as he swooped back down on the ledge he had flown from before. So I will think a lot more about what can happen before I ask for something like flying. Good, said the man. He stood up in the custard, put a finger in each ear and flicked out blobs of custard. That's better. I can hear clearly now. Derek carefully moved his arms and looked down at his feet. They were still on the ledge. Wow, that's better. I'm not flying anymore, he grinned. Of course you're not. The man was looking up at him. Now, while you are here, Derek, is there anything else you would like to do that you think you cannot? Derek looked at the door behind him, the door that led back to Deborah and Mathilde and the pleasure place. He really had enough of doing something he couldn't, he thought. But he could open that door and walk out of the swimming pool. Are you happy with your custard? Derek asked. Delighted, replied the man. And with a swing of his arms, he scooped up two handfuls of custard and slapped them on top of his head. Then I think I will leave you. Derek turned 
and opened the door. Goodbye, Derek, called the man. It was nice to meet you. Goodbye, said Derek, and stepped outside. Don't close the door, Derek. Mathilde was waiting. Deborah is going in. Before they could say hello to each other, Mathilde pushed Deborah through the door and closed it quickly after her. Deborah stood quite still. There was no swimming pool, there was no man blowing custard bubbles, and there was no ledge for her to stand on. What can Deborah see? Why was she pushed through the door so quickly? Is she going to fly? What's going to happen to her? Listen to episode three of Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place. Coming shortly. <laughs>